Hello, one and all. Good evening and welcome to the Woe Pony podcast recorded here live at Riverside Radio in Battersea Park, London. Thank you very much for joining me today. It is indeed Grace Clark and I shall be with you if you're listening on the radio until 8pm today. And if you're listening on the podcast, I can be with you forever. If you rewind and just listen back again as many times as your heart desires you do what you like how are we are we all well Uh, i'm doing not so bad thank you very much apart from crippling back pain but you know we live through these things we move just not very well um today on the woe pony podcast after my brief hiatus last week i do apologize i wasn't feeling very good um uh today our topic of the week is groomzilla's Now, I know what you're saying. Grace, you've done Bridezillas before. Is it similar? Well, yes, indeed, audience. It's the same thing, sort of. Um, Groomzillas are the grooms of the wedding party that are just a little bit too naughty and a bit needy, asking for slightly too much. And I've got some cracking stories here. I've got anecdotes i've got posts that people have put on reddit am i the a-hole posts i've got uh, news articles about men that have completely planned the whole wedding and i can't wait to share them with you today um just some absolute i'm just just going through the array here some absolute bangers and honestly i, I can't wait to share them with you uh, i do apologize for my brief hiatus last week i wasn't feeling very well And uh, I was seeing my niece the day after and I was like, I need to be in higher spirits to be able to see her tomorrow. And in higher spirits, indeed, I was. I saw that little cherub angel and I was I was lifted to places unknown. I was I was beyond. Um, Yeah. So I think we're just going to go straight into these stories because I'm so excited that I I can't wait. And then we'll have one song before the uh, half past adverts, I think, if we have time. If we have time. We're already short for time today. It's already quarter past seven, would you believe? So let's go. Right. Let's go straight into it, shall we? I'm really excited about this week's episode. It's nice to be back. I feel like I'm very far away from the desk and I feel like the microphone is really invading my personal space today. Some ASMR for you here. (laughs) Sorry, that was probably really, really annoying for everyone involved. Um, Oh, that's much better. The feng shui in the building is, is back to where it needs to be. So... Wopony podcast here, Grace Clark with you uh, for a while and I'm going to share some stories with you of groomzillas that need to pipe down a tad. Um, Some of these are a bit shocking, I'll be honest, they're more shocking than I thought. I thought, is this going to be boring content because you don't really hear much about groomzillas? But I am wrong. So without further ado, let's dive straight in. This person says, my cousin was having her sister as her maid of honour. Her sister is quite large and didn't feel comfortable in a strapless dress. She politely asked if she could wear a shawl over her shoulders to cover herself up. My cousin flipped, kicked her out of the wedding completely and had security watch the entire night, making sure her own sister didn't show up. 
She wasn't allowed on the property because she was uncomfortable showing skin. Okay, I will admit that was actually a bride. But, okay, there are some bride ones in here, but they're mostly um, mostly groomzillas. I've got an Am I the A-hole Reddit post. We've done this uh, these sorts of things before with Josh as a guest on where you... Someone will post on this blog-style forum and they will say, am I the bad guy for doing this? So let's have a look and see, is this groom the bad guy? The groom wrote... My fiancé and I are getting married in about a year. She's already started shopping for her wedding dress and asked me to start looking at suits. Honestly, though, I'm not really much of a suit and tie kind of guy and I dress extremely casually in my day-to-day life. Obviously, I'm going to make a point to look sharper than usual for the wedding. I'm planning to wear my favourite pair of jeans with a blazer and a decent button-up shirt oh well, thank you for that which could be which should be comfortable while still looking nice my fiance got really upset when i said i wasn't going to wear a suit she thinks jeans are way too casual for a wedding and says i'm going to look ridiculous and underdressed but i don't think that's true it's not like i'm showing up in overalls and no shirt or something dumb like that and i was a groomsman in a wedding just last year where all the guys wore jeans and suspenders i would never in a million years tell my fiance what to wear to our wedding because that would be insanely controlling so i don't think she should get a say in what i wear am i the bad guy yes this is your wedding yeah you're allowed to dress casually in your day-to-day life this isn't day-to-day life this is one of the biggest days of your life and you want to wear jeans and a nice shirt you're not going out for a chardonnay with the ladies okay this is your wedding day honestly some people am i the bad guy (laughs) obviously (laughs) okay let's move on to the next one uh this person said i was the guest at a wedding a few years ago in which the ceremony and reception were held at two different venues the groom did not attend the wedding reception instead he dropped off the bride at the hotel where the reception was being held and drove off he let her attend the reception alone she sat at the table alone there was no first dance I guess the groom told one of his family members that he didn't like what was being served at the reception, so he decided not to attend. It was very awkward, to say the least. So he just just got married at the church or wherever and then didn't have a party afterwards, but just left the bride on her own. Oh, my gosh. She has made such a mistake. She can't go back. I mean, she can go back. Um... That is terrible. He must have been like that before they got married, though. Red flags there. Really red flags that that need to be addressed. Uh, The next one says, The last wedding I attended had a total groomzilla. (laughs) Cracking. You could tell he was on edge the entire day, but he totally lost it during his best man's speech. He didn't like what the guy was saying. The best man was making some pretty tame jokes about the couple. So he grabbed the mic and proceeded to give his own spur-of-the-moment speech about how none about how none of them could possibly appreciate all the time and money that went into the wedding. And of all the people who were laughing inappropriately at the toast while they were drinking the booze he paid for could go to hell. Oh, my gosh. 
Sounds like he had a bit too much to drink. He sounds very stressed. Very stressed indeed. Wouldn't you want everyone to enjoy yourself? Maybe he feels like he's made a mistake and now he's panicking. That's what it sounds like. Okay, here I've got a... um, This is from a news article which is about a groom that took over the planning of the wedding completely. Let's dive right in. Uh, It says, Nathan and I got engaged in 2016 after just a year together. From day one, he told me he wanted to be totally involved in the wedding planning. At first, I thought it was great that he wanted to help, but as soon as we set a wedding date for September 2018, it became full on. Nathan became the king of spreadsheets. Every time I looked round, he was hunched over the computer, adding things to them. He had strong opinions on everything and decided on emerald green as our colour scheme. Nice. I was happy with any colour. When I found out he had told all of our guests that they couldn't wear green to the wedding, I couldn't believe how seriously he was taking it. He was obsessed with the photos looking amazing and wanted only the bridal party to be in green. He interviewed photographers to find the best one. I didn't get any say over the first dance song and he wouldn't tell me what it was. What? Your first dance and you didn't get a say in it? I had to wait to find out on the night that it was the killer's Mr Brightside. You're joking. (laughs) That's the song that everyone in the pub knows all the lyrics to when it comes on and everyone flocks to the dance floor, sings it, sings their heart out and then goes back. It's not a first dance song. I'd say the lyrics are quite inappropriate for that to be a first dance song, but, you know, it's still him. I told Nathan before that if we were ever married, I wanted to be a size 10, and he made it his job to help. He knew my weakness was takeaways, so, so banned them. He cooked healthy meals, got me a gym membership, and signed me up for classes. It was hard, but I lost more than two stone and walking down the aisle in my size 10 dress was amazing. So perhaps his groomzilla ways were worth it. He made you lose weight. I mean, uh, it's a fine line, really. He, he helped you to lose weight, which I guess is, you know, you said you wanted to be in a dream dress and you wanted to be a size 10, but... It sounds very controlling. Um, The groom then went on to comment and said, I figured that if we were spending so much on a wedding, it needed to be perfect for both of us. Katie moaned about my eating plan, but on the day, it was her dream come true to be a size 10. Men shouldn't be afraid to be super grooms, which is another way of saying groomzillas. (laughs) I told Katie to run everything past me as there's no point having two people in charge of one spreadsheet. I banned her. I banned her. Just want to highlight that word. From having a say in designing the the wedding rings and the jewellery she had on the day as I had a vision of what would look best. I'm a foodie, so insisted on choosing the menu and went to 10 tastings. So you weren't on a diet then. (laughs) If the menus weren't right, I made samples to inspire the chef. It worked as the guests loved the food. Okay. Um, This is all a big red flag for me. Um, It's not the sort of person I would want to marry, I'm afraid. 
banned. I banned her from having a say in designing the wedding rings. She wasn't allowed to choose the song for their first dance. He made her lose weight. Okay. Let's move on before I have too long to ponder on that one. (laughs) Before I start getting abusive. Uh, The next one's short and sweet. It says, friend is a photographer, does weddings. Got punched in the face by the groom because the groom decided that the photographer was taking too many photos of the bride. Oh, dear. No one's allowed to do their job nowadays, are they? (laughs) He went, you're a job's worth. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, next one says, I had one horrific couple that didn't care about anyone. The groom was 30 minutes late for the ceremony, but it was no big deal because the bride was two hours late. After the ceremony, we had to shorten cocktails to make up for lost time. The couple got wasted in their limo and a limo and both ended up falling asleep they were both so late for their own reception that i had the venue serve dinner without them their parents were furious the bride's parents left early and the couple didn't arrive until 11 at 11 at night what were they doing oh okay well (laughs) till 11 at night Half of their guests left before they arrived and they yelled at me for allowing dinner to start before their arrival. This was a 400-guest wedding. (gasps) 400 people? I don't think I've even walked past 400 people before in my whole entire lifespan. 400 people! Oh, she's a friend of the friend of the groom and the cousin's auntie and uncle, blah, 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 blah. That is dreadful. Half eleven at night. Okay. What were you doing? Next one. This one definitely tops our list, this person wrote. A fellow wedding planner told us that she had the most shocking encounter with a groom once. She and the couple went to the bridal boutique to pick out the bride's wedding dress. The groom insisted on going along. Little did she know that the groom's initial plan was... As the bride tried on dress after dress, parading each gorgeous embellished design in front of the groom, he waved them away. Not easily impressed, it seemed. He just disagreed with every dress the bride got excited about. Eventually, our dear wedding planner friend couldn't keep quiet any longer. She thought it well to defend the bride. So the conversation started, Excuse me, but why did you come along in the first place, only to disagree with everything your future wife likes? Startled, he answered politely, I don't want to be embarrassed if my bride wears an ugly dress while walking down the aisle. (gasps) Obviously, the the wedding planner fired her clients on the spot. I didn't know you could do that, fire your clients. So he, for a start, went along to see the wedding dress, which is bad juju, and then said, I don't want to be embarrassed. Shocking behaviour. Shocking behaviour. Also, I mean, yeah, there are nicer there are nicer wedding dresses, but aren't all wedding dresses at a stretch pretty? They're supposed to be pretty. So if if she managed to choose an what you would class as an ugly one. Okay, uh, let's go on to one more before we have a song um and the um Adverts at the half past. Okay. 
This says, the groom sort of made his bride disappear into the background while he planned the whole wedding. And to top it all off, he was so possessive over her that she wasn't allowed to have the bridal shower or bachelorette party. He thought it was unfair that she got extra parties like that and a wedding. When he got, when all he got was a silly bachelor's party, which he went to further down the line. The decor was hand-selected by him, as were the flowers and linen. He chose the bride's dress, his suit, the bridesmaid's dress, as well as the mother of the brides and mother of the groom's outfits. The groom also chose the venue and all the suppliers and vendors. He organised the entertainment and music according to his own tastes. He even designed the cake. And to our surprise, the bride seemed happy with all of it. She even kept her cool when the groom had a tantrum over the wrong colour of table runners for the reception. Wow. I just find it so odd when they choose the bride's dress. And the bridesmaid's dress. I don't know, I just find that really odd. Hmm, it's a bit too controlling for me. Not really for me. Um, on that note, I think we'll go to the adverts and... Um, Afterwards, we'll have some songs and I'll be right back with part two. Yes, hello. Welcome back to the Woe Pony podcast. Grace Clark here with you for another 15 minutes or so if you're listening on the radio. And if you're listening to the podcast, welcome back to part two, the dos. I don't know what it is in German. Uh, don't know any German, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's really the language that I never, ever got into didn't do it at school um so if someone could tell me what the german word is for three that would be lovely thank you um welcome back today we are doing groom <laughs> sorry i don't know what happened i i just i i could not get my words out then groomzilla stories um i've done bridezillas in the past today it's time to do some groomzillas i think to show that men can be just as bad as women and i've got some stories here so i'm just having um an emergency there's something in my eye <laughs> help mum <laughs> um yes so i've got some stories here uh tales of groomzillas who who have been just a bit too much and i'm going to share a couple with you before we end the show today so without further ado let's go straight into it shall we this one is from a news article and it's it's about they interviewed this couple that uh this chair this chair me and this chair have a bit of a a love-hate relationship sometimes i love that it supports me and other times i feel like it just wants to shout on the radio all the time and it just wants to be heard anyway moving on grace we've got to move on we've got to move on with the show enough about the chair enough about the thing in your eye which is still there (laughs) let's move on to the first story this is from a news article i think they interviewed this couple and it was about them talking about the fact that he planned the whole wedding and became a bit of a groomzilla so i don't know if this is their first name or last name but it says when shenton proposed in december 2016 which makes me want to just scream Fenton! (laughs) That's a blast from the past, isn't it? 
When Shenton proposed in December 2016, I couldn't wait to start planning the wedding. We set the date for September 2019 to give us enough time to save for it, and I expected Shenton would let. Sorry, I can't take the name seriously anymore. Would let me do everything. But within a year, he took control of the purse strings and created different spreadsheets for everything. These groomzillas love a spreadsheet, don't they? They love a spreadsheet. (laughs) I'd always wanted a flower wall, but he hated the idea. When I showed him an all-white bouncy castle, he said it was too tacky and wasn't allowed. He would have been correct. (laughs) Bouncy castle. He became obsessed with making lists. Groomsmen had a list of everything to do, what to wear, and schedules for fittings. Shenton even specified a certain shade of nail varnish for the bridesmaids. Oh my goodness. If anyone was late or didn't follow the list, they got a stern warning that if they didn't turn up their if they didn't up their game, sorry, they'd be out of the wedding party. He gave the DJ a list of 200 songs to play and decorated the venue himself. He approved the bridesmaids haircuts a few days before the big day as he didn't want them to turn up looking scruffy imagine imagine you're getting married and you're the bride and you're like yeah sorry he's he's just on one really yes yeah your hair looks fine sandra he he just wants to approve your haircut before the wedding or else you can't come because you look scruffy that is um a bit much for anyone that's watching the youtube channel can see that i have something in my eye (laughs) um okay yeah that was a bit much um i still couldn't take the name shenton seriously and uh uh, just big red flags it doesn't say seem like a happy day anymore it just seems like a bit of a stress next one Stephen proposed in March 2015 after two years together and we decided the wedding would be in August 2017. I always dreamed of my wedding but I'll admit I'm not the most organised person so Stephen decided to take the lead. At first I didn't think of anything of it but when my mum rang and told me she was excited to have a wedding venue I was shocked. I asked Stephen and he admitted he'd booked the venue because he wanted to get it done. He used spreadsheets and a wedding planning app to keep control of costs and bookings. He designed the invitations himself, and when I heard him shouting over the phone one night, I couldn't believe it when he told me it was the printers on the other end of the line. He demanded a reprint as the floral colour palette was the wrong shade. Stephen even changed part of my wedding dress without, without asking me. He secretly contacted the designer and arranged for my favourite sayings to be sewn into the bottom of the dress. Luckily, when I tried it on and spotted it, I cried with happiness instead of anger, but it was a risky move. How many sayings can someone have, unless you're Marilyn Monroe, to put on the bottom of it? I can't imagine that they'd be very sort of poetic sayings as well. Maybe she's just got like better out, better out than in, <laughs> sewn in on the bottom of her dress. Uh, no wonder she cried. <laughs> okay, um, bit odd that one. Uh, next one says I had a really high-strung groom who yelled at one of his young guests. The kid was twelve for sitting out of his assigned seat and told the kid and his parents to leave. Later at night, the bride's father, who was single 
made out with one of the bridesmaids and the groom punched him. We had to call an ambulance and the groom was arrested. Lot of violence. Lot of violence. Okay. Next one. I'm not a wedding planner, but I love this story. A girl I went to high school with got engaged. Her parents offered her three options. $50,000 for a wedding, $50,000 for the down payment on a house and a small intimate wedding, or $25,000 for the wedding and $25,000 for the house. She chose the $50,000 wedding. Let's just take those numbers in. $50,000 on a wedding? Okay. Weeks before her wedding, she told her parents that she was having second thoughts. Parents said, everyone has jitters. The wedding is paid for. You're getting married. She got married. The wedding lasted two months. She had been cheating on her now husband for over a year with a co-worker. <sighs> oh, my gosh. And they spent so much money on the wedding. Oh, God. $50,000. I think... No, I'd go for the house one and the small intimate wedding, I think, because still $25,000 is a lot for a, a, a wedding, isn't it? Let alone 50. I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying this as if I know. I've got no, I've got no clue. And the next one says, the worst I've personally witnessed had a groom's baby mama and ex-fiance come to the reception uninvited. She grabbed the wedding cake, chucked it at the newlyweds and began screaming about how he was a deadbeat dad while she grabbed table wine bottles that she smashed on the ground. Love that. Make a scene. Cause a scene. <laughs> Next one. A groom from a wedding we just did is claiming the venue they used stole from them because he didn't receive wedding presents from all of his guests and he's 100% certain every single one brought them something. They requested money, by the way, it says. So now he's wanting to sue the venue while also calling all of his guests to make sure they gave him money for his wedding gift. Okay, sounds a bit money grabby. Sounds a bit money grabby. Okay. Next one, short and sweet, says we had one groom who was an hour late. His bride lay down on the floor, pulled the back of her dress over her head and started singing nursery rhymes to herself until he could be located. OK, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that that was a uh, childhood in a child response. Maybe that's something that she used to do when she was little to soothe herself. <laughs> And she she couldn't see any other way of calming down. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just laying on the floor, pulling your dress up again. The wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> oh, I do make myself laugh. Okay, one more and then uh, let's go to one more song on the radio before we end my show. Last one says, the groom got mega plastered and smashed a bottle of cognac on the dance floor and literally tried to set it on fire. The function supervisor tried to tell him very politely that he couldn't and he got all upset about it and started screaming, this is my wedding and if I want to burn this place down, I will. And on that note... 
thank you very much for joining me today. We've had a roller coaster of stories about Groomzillas. Um, please head over to our socials at Woe Pony Podcast or indeed me at Grace and Megan Clark. Give us a follow, a like, or whatever you want to do. And um, thank you for listening today. I hope you've had a wonderful time. If you have any Groomzilla stories that you want to share, please get in contact with me and I will try and shove them into another episode. Um, have a lo- lovely evening, uh, rest of your lives, your days, and uh, night, ma'am. <laughs>